Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. You get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. You get three magazines mailed to you before they hit newsstands, including our legendary summer edition. And you get a year of access to Dave Campbell's Texan Live, our streaming service where you can watch thousands of live Texas high school events, including hundreds of live Texas high school football games. It's all part of a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscription. Get your today at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Get on up with Dark and Bold from Community Coffee. Look for it at your local grocery or communitycoffee.com. Hi, I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment or medications if you don't have insurance, really. Welcome to Be Well Texas. We're glad you're here. Visit BeWellTexas.org. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by BCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit vcrnow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show with a copious amount of courage. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch, on Twitter, all the places, or you'll on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks, Miss 305. She's Ashley Pickle. Howdy, friends. Yeah. I don't know if I'm low or not. Are you low? I don't know. Everyone in the comments tell Pickle if she's low. Today is Monday, September 18th, 2023. I did not look up how many days Thanksgiving. 66 days until Thanksgiving. Happy 25th birthday to Christian Pulisic. Uh, do you know who he is? No. Oh, come on. Pickle! We're turning you into soccer, Pickle. Oh. That's the really yeah, good no. player for the United States men's national team. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did he play on FC Dallas? <laughs> no, that was uh, that was one. that was Jesus Ferreira. Okay. Jesus Ferreira and, and also El Tren. I try. Anyway, uh, it is episode one thousand six hundred fifty-two. I appreciate you trying. Yeah. On today's show, folks, big show. We got Monday morning fallout. We're going to overreact to the football weekend. Plus a play of the week that you literally will not believe. <laughs> then. We're going to be joined by the head coach of the unbeaten, state-ranked, spoiler, 
Houston Lamar Way Texans. To give it away. Coach Michael Lindsay will join us. They were state ranked last week, and then they won. So like they didn't drop out after a win. Uh, the Houston Lamar Texans are four zero thanks to their coach Houston, uh, Michael Lindsay. We will hear from Coach Lindsay coming up here in a moment. In the back half of the show, we're going to unveil the week five. Dave Campbell's Texas football, statewide Texas high school football rankings uh, coming off of a big, wild and wooly week four of the Texas high school football season. So stay tuned for all of that fun. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Randy Savage, Ed McElroy, Tanner Solis, and Aaron Arbuckle. Welcome in, fellas. Dig it. Yeah, that rolls. All right. Pickle is a big week of football across the state of Texas, and there's only one way to wrap it all up. Hit the air raid siren, siren from Monday morning fall. Monday morning fallout. When we overreact to the football weekend, it's your weekly gallimaufry of nonsense as we sort through a week weekend full of results across the state of Texas on the football field. We'll start with my opening thought. My opening thought is, well, now we know. There's such a sophomoric feeling this year, this time of year. And by sophomoric, I don't mean like immature. I mean the actual uh, meaning of the word sophomore, which is wise fool. We feel like we know so much, and yet actually... There's a lot of teams that we really don't know a ton about. By the way, there's still a number of teams that we think highly of that may end up in our state rankings that we still may not know a ton about. But I think what we experienced over this past weekend in the Texas high school football world was a number of teams that we finally, finally got a good, sturdy, take-it-to-the-bank data point on. I'll give you an example. The Gunner Tigers. Mm-hmm. Coming into this cow. week, coming into this week, to be frank, we just didn't know anything about them. No. They played three teams. They were a lot better than all three of those teams. Okay. Right? Then, week four rolls around, and Brock rolls into town. And this was our first real data point for Gunner. And the first real data point is very good. They dominate Brock. It was plain and simple. Like shocking. Throttle them. Probably not as close as the score indicates. What did it 35 12 was the final, mm-hmm. something like that? Yeah, no. They were up 28 nothing in like the second, yeah. I think. It was not. We legitimately like had that game pulled up and we're like, oh, let's go check into Brock. And we were like, oh my God. <laughs> no, like, left no doubt. Left no doubt. And to me, now we know about Gunner. We had an inkling. There's an I there we thought now we know. Same thing goes for Newton. Newton was a team that kind of through no fault of their own, we didn't have any data points on. Mm-hmm. Week one, they're supposed to play Anawak. Game got canceled because of wildfires. Week two, they play Woodville. Fool around a little bit, but ended up winning the game. Week three, they had an open date. So they were one and oh entering their big game against West Orange Dark. And they roll out there and the offense explodes. And the offense looks like one of the fastest offenses in Texas. Newton, we get a good data point on them. We thought, now we know. Bernie's another example. 
Bernie's interesting because we did have data points on them. And not all the data points were necessarily positive. You remember a little bit earlier, they took a loss and we were like, uh-oh. Like suddenly we were like, uh-oh, what's wrong with Bernie? Like, are they going to be able to, to, to fix things? And especially considering they were without uh, their starting quarterback, Jackson Bays, they turned to the freshman, Hank Hendricks, uh, and all they do, remember they lost to Flower Bluff in week one, and all they do is hang 50-burger on Gregory Portland and beat them 50-22. to 22. Who we were really high on. Absolutely, a 5A team. That may be an example of taking what we thought we knew and getting alternative data. Two other ones that spring to mind, maybe in a lesser extent, but Mart. We do not get a lot of data points on Mart, Mm-mm. just plain and simple, because they have a hard time scheduling teams in their weight class. But this past week, we got to see them play Centerville. And again, we have to cherish this because we're probably not going to see them get challenged in any sort of meaningful way for another eight months. Not eight months, eight weeks. I was like, man, that's a long season. <laughs> like, they'll play Dawson here in week 10. That'll be their best, biggest test until, until we get to like the state semifinals. But they go out there and they beat Centerville 36-21. That is a legit good win for Mart. We thought, now we feel like we know. Last one that I would put on there is Toller. Mm-hmm. Toller was a team that we had big concerns about. Remember, they're coming off of, we didn't really know what to make of that loss to Dallas Christian. They're without Peyton Brown. They're starting running back. What exactly are they going to look like punching up against a good Comanche team? Now, Comanche was without Sawyer Wilkerson, but I'll tell you that Toller did not look any worse for the wear. They go out there and get a big win over Comanche, a nice bounce back win. To me, they are who we thought they were. And that is an example of us getting data points from teams that data points are kind of hard to come by sometimes. But now we feel like we have a better idea on who these teams are. That's my opening thought. Game of the week has to be... Yeah, there is no question. Salina 42 and a 40 in four overtimes. This game was bananas. Mm-hmm. Um, Anna looked like they were going to run away with it. It was another. That was another reaction that we had, just like the Brock and Gunner score. Where oh. We were like, oh my God, they're destroying us. Just run away from Salina. But Salina claws back a huge third quarter, dominates the third quarter, get this thing to overtime, and another overtime, another overtime, another overtime. We have to share it, courtesy of our friends at WFAA. The fourth, the, the fourth overtime and the win for Salina was, was certainly a pretty memorable moment. Salina with the first crack at it. Porter rolling near side, fires end zone complete. Two more for Salina. Colton Rodriguez with the catch. Just simple, simple catch, and you go to Colton Rodriguez, someone that I've been saying this entire game, he has played his tail off on defense, has had an impact on this game offensively, and he goes in and he gets the score. Williams in shotgun. He's going to try and run for it. Nowhere to go. Williams stood up. Salina with the stuff, and the Bobcats win it.
absolute pandemonium here at Bobcat Field. Salina, 42-40 victors as Zyandre Williams is stopped in the fourth overtime. Anna can't match on the two-point conversion, and the Bobcats get the win. Uh, what has to be a cathartic win for Salina after losing twice to their rival last year. They come from behind and get a big win. Huge, huge victory, and it had to be the game of the week. Am I overreacting? Yeah, I don't think so on this one. Is Rice actually pretty dang good? Okay, so let's be clear. They're better than Texas Southern, okay? Yes. Texas Southern is 0-3. They're an FCS team. Like, I get it. But Rice is now coming off of two really impressive performances. I was, what was it? 59-0 or 59-7? 59-7. 7? And it was, like, and it was, yeah, and it was, yeah. When have you seen Rice I know. dominate a team like that? I'm telling you, JT Daniels, the JT Daniels retirement tour. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it might be working. And their defense, here's the other thing. The, the difference for me in watching Rice, because I did watch a decent amount of this game, because I'm sick. Rice looks fast. Mm-hmm. For the first time in a while, Rice looks really fast. And I don't know. There's something cooking there on South Main. I'm, I'm wondering if Rice is actually pretty dang good. They just won the city of Houston, beat Houston and Texas Southern in consecutive weeks. They own the city of Houston. Sign for the Dudes Rock Dude of the Week. Hashtag Dudes Rock is where you get it. Or hashtag Dudes Rock Dude of the Week. It's just the Dude of the Week. Is PSJA North quarterback Alejandro Aparicio. This dude does rock. And though. perhaps you're thinking, wait a second. I was under the impression that uh, that he was done for the year. Um, girl, same. Yeah. Uh, the reports we had was that he had suffered a relatively serious injury and he was not going to be able to play. Mm-hmm. So imagine our surprise when he shows up last week against McAllen. Mm-hmm. And I thought the tweet was wrong. <laughs> threw for two touchdowns, ran for another touchdown, and caught a touchdown pass. Uh, we'll talk about down the road about their big game this week against Vela. But there is no doubt that the hashtag Dudes Rock Dude of the Week is Ali Aparicio from PSJ North. Dudes Rock. He does rock. Dude rock. He rocks. Time for Tepper's Play of the Week. Okay. This got sent to me. Hold on to your butts. This got sent to me. This is from the Waco Live Oak uh, versus Gordon game. Okay? It's a six-man football game, non-district game. This is a game's in Waco. And, and if you don't know where, where Live Oak is, Live Oak is, is downtown. It's in, like, downtown Waco. It's, like, right near the silos, actually. Uh, got a field tucked away right there. So Gordon, state-ranked Gordon, goes into Waco Live Oak, gets an, imp- gets an important win. Um, but instead of any of the touchdown passes or any of the big defensive plays, Pickle, let's go to Gordon kicker Juan Cabrera's extra point. Uh, kick is snap back, kick is up, and it's good. And that's right. Into the window. I slowed it down here. Watch this ball. And hello. (laughs) Right into the passing car window. A legit one in a million shot. That rolls. (laughs) Juan Cabrera from Gordon. (laughs) As I, the only way to describe it, a trick shot extra points. Yeah. (laughs) 
fires it into the the window, the open window of a passing car in downtown Waco. I wonder if the car just kept driving. Like, did they stop and give the ball back? Yeah, I don't know. Because, like, I don't know. Like, Gordon only probably only has, like, a handful of kicking balls, balls, right? They probably need that one back. So if you have that ball, please bring it back to Gordon. (laughs) Juan Cabrera from Gordon. A sentence I didn't think I would hear this morning. If you have that ball, please bring it back to Gordon. Tepper's Tepper's play of the week had to be the Gordon kicker, Juan Cabrera. Quick break for a hot take. There, the road for a repeat will be tougher for DeSoto this year. So DeSoto uh, had all eyes on the big game between Waxhatchee and Cedar Hill this past week because if Cedar Hill had won, there was a decent chance that DeSoto was going to go to the Division One bracket. Mm-hmm. Did not happen. Waxhatchee won. DeSoto, barring something really strange, is going to go to the Division Two bracket and defend their title. I'm here to tell you that I think Region 2 is tougher than it was last year. Specifically, there are three teams that I think are capable of giving DeSoto problems. I think Tombaugh Memorial is a problem. I think Pflugerville Weiss is a problem. And I think Willis is a problem. Let me tell you something, guys. Willis is the real stinking deal. They do not just have the quarterback. Like they have they have a lot of weapons. You are spot on. They are much more than just DJ Lagway. Their defense is looking good. There's a lot to like about this Willis team. And I think Region 2 in Division 2 as a whole mm-hmm. is going to be a lot stronger. To make no mistake about it, DeSoto's still the favorite. Clear favorite. But the road's going to be tougher for DeSoto this year. That I'm confident in. Time for a hunt of the week. Speaking of Houston, Katie Cinco Ranch 38, Katie Tompkins 28. Tompkins is having some huh? problems right now. This turns District 196A really on its head. We thought we thought we had a pretty decent feel for Tompkins, right? Hey, huge win in week one over Cy Ranch heartbreaking loss in overtime to Bridgeland and then you go to Katie, right? And okay, yeah. You're gonna get you're gonna get housed by Katie. Mm-hmm. Katie owns that district, right? But we're like, okay, still probably the second best team in that district. Cinco Ranch had just gotten done losing eleven to seven to Katie Taylor. And like so the computer had Tompkins by thirty in this game. And Cinco Ranch goes out there and hands him a 38-28 when that turns District 196A basically behind Katie into a free-for-all. It's going to be a weird district there in District 196A after Cinco Ranch beats Tompkins. Keep an eye on that one. That's my huh of the week. Now it's time for our wild stat of the week. And we need to talk a little bit about Midwestern State. So Midwestern State... Not looking good. Uh, played West Texas A&M in their Lone Star Conference opener this past week. And West Texas A&M came away with a 27-0 victory. Okay? Great win for West Texas. That is the first time Midwestern State has been shut out since 2006. Okay? In the second round of the playoffs to Northwest Missouri. But hold on, Pickle. Here's your true wild stat of the week. That is their first regular season shutout loss since West Texas A&M 5, Midwestern State 0 on September 14th, 1996. Wow. 
27 years and two days between regular season shutouts, Midwestern State gets shut out on, on Saturday at the hands of the same team that did it last time, West Texas, and ends a 27-year scoring streak in the regular season for Midwestern State. That's your wild side of the week. Now it's time for the real main event of this segment. Mm-hmm. It's the Matt Step. He got that dog at him player of the week. And now, the Matt Step. He got that dog at him player of the week. This is Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas football in front of Heroes Stadium. With the week four, he got that dog in him award winner, and that winner is none other than San Antonio Roosevelt running back, Brennan Carroll. Brennan had 36 carries, over 200 yards rushing, and count them, four, four touchdowns to lead San Antonio Roosevelt to a huge district win over San Antonio Madison 28-24 here on Saturday afternoon. Congrats, Brennan. You, sir, have got that dog in you. This has been the Matt Step. He got that dog in him player of the week. Congratulations to Brendan Carroll. <laughs> the pick thing was good. I'm going to keep making that dumber each week. Yeah, you're doing a good job of it. You have my attention. Herford. Yeah. The, there's, a, there's a group of teams. I tweeted a number of them last night. There's a group of teams that maybe you don't know are 4-0. Maybe one of them is Hereford. The White Faces are 4-0 and in year three under Aaron Nair- Adam Naren. And last week, they take on a 5A Amarillo-Tascosa team on the road, come away with a 26-14 win. Um, time to start paying attention to to Herford. Let me tell you this. They have the rare distinction. They have been, according to the computer, an underdog in all four of their games. Oh, wow. That's interesting. They're underdog to Caprock, underdog to Wichita Falls, underdog to Shallow Water, underdog to Tescosa. And they're 4-0. and Keep it on the white faces. They have my attention. Get excited for... It's Westlake Lake Travis week. Live on Dave Campbell's Texan Live. Westlake Lake Travis going down Friday. Uh, we'll talk a lot about it over the course of the week. I'm sure we're going to talk tomorrow with Craig Way about it. But it's Lake Travis-Westlake week. And uh, state ranked, we'll see where they fall in the rankings, wink, wink, coming up here in a moment. But a huge game down there in Austin uh, for rivalry purposes, for playoff purposes, everything purposes. Westlake and Lake Travis, massive game coming up Friday on Dave Campbell's Texan Live. Finally, Pickle, my final thought. Let's appreciate coaching greatness while we're watching it. Larry Hill from Smithson Valley won his 300th game on Friday. Congratulations to Coach Hill with a good win over San Antonio Wagner, a game mm-hmm. we had our eye on. Great win there. I was thinking about him, and I was thinking about watching Denny Faith. Albany got a big win over Hawley. Yeah. Um, he's the fifth winningest coach in Texas high school football history. I was thinking about it when we were watching Gunner and Brock. Mm-hmm. Gunner's coach Jake Fazell with two more wins will reach 200. He will be the fourth fastest or tied for the third fastest in UIL history to 200 wins. He'll be two if they win their next two games. He'll be 229. That would be tied with Scott Surratt, right? Scott tied with Scott Surratt. Think about that. That's crazy. So, what I would encourage you is while like let's not wait until these guys retire. 
let's acknowledge and appreciate the coaching greatness we're watching right now. It stretches far beyond those three guys, but those are three that certainly came to mind. And I think it's a prudent reminder here as we enter week five. And that is Monday Morning Fallout. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Coming up here in just a moment, we'll talk with the head coach of the 4-0 Houston Lamar Texans, Coach Michael Lindsay. But first, a word from these valued goods and services. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loves doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 855- Go VCR now. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 Go VCR now. I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, even at home. We provide compassionate, caring support virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment if you don't have insurance, really. Welcome to Be Well Texas. We're glad you're here. Pickle, number of teams across the state waking up 4-0 today. One of them is down there on Westheimer Road in Houston. Let's go to the hotline, Pickle, and welcome in the head coach of the 4-0 Houston Lamar Texans. It's Coach Michael Lindsay. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing great. I imagine you guys are having a pretty nice little Monday after uh, after a big win this week. That's right. The weather's a little cooler, and, and I'm having a great day so far. Excellent. I want to go back to uh, this past week where you guys go on the road to take on Pasadena Adobe, come away with a 53 nothing win. The 53 is impressive, but it's the nothing that really catches, catches my eye. Um, your defense has been dominant this year, giving up just 34 points in their first four games. What has you most excited on the defensive side to the start of this season? Well, I think um, we've got 10 seniors that are in that starting lineup on defense and just knowing their level of commitment and dedication, you know, our secondary, they've been playing together for a long time and uh, really just a tight group. And then I think to go along with that, 
you know, we have had to replace our linebackers from last year. And so our two inside linebackers were kind of question marks coming in, Brady McGee and Trevin Williams, and they've been just lights out. And then we added another kid in the rotation, Thomas Harrison, who's our player of the week coming off the bench last week. And they've just been filling gaps and reading keys and getting downhill. And, um, and they've just been tremendous. And, you know, we have a great group on D-line, as we always do, and they're playing extremely well um, to go along with other groups. You know, it's it's funny because it's, it's, it has actually been a, a little bit since you guys were 4-0, and uh, simply because you guys always schedule such a, a, a difficult non-district schedule, I think especially this year with the game on the road at Clear Falls and the win and the game against the Woodlands. Um, w- during this non-district period where you guys have played four pretty darn good teams and come away with four good wins, what do you think you've learned about your team over the course of this early stretch of the season? I think it's a confident group. You know, I think we we learned going into the women's game that you know we we were expecting to win. Uh, we we really were confident in, in where we were at um, on both offense and defense. And so, you know, everybody after that game was like, "Wow, did y'all expect that?" And, and I think the answer the answer was, um, "Yeah, we did. We we really felt good about our team and about that game." And, and so, you know, the other last two games against Falls and Doby, it's been kind of the same thing. And, and we haven't played perfect, but um, you know, we've we've got a good roster and uh, a lot of kids that have that have been here for four years and and playing well. And uh, you know, it's player led. You know, the culture is player led. The kids are really holding each other accountable, and it's really fun to be in that kind of environment. Uh, we're talking with Michael Lindsay, the head coach of the Houston Lamar Texans here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation, hashtag TF Today. Uh, coach, there's there's so many different ways to go when, when talking about your offense. You've got a, a variety of different weapons, uh, but it's hard not to notice uh, Tristan Brown, uh, the, the, the the quarterback, or the wide receiver, rather, who's been uh, such a star for you guys, um, You know, the leading receiver on this team, and, and kind of the, the, the go-to guy, uh, even after last year, where he was uh, one of the better receivers in, in the Houston area. Um, what is it about Tristan Brown that, that makes him special? <laughs> Tristan, he does everything really, really well, and he's so explosive. I mean, just having him have just a, a, a normal, regular touch of the ball with a short route, a screen, a sweep. I mean, he's really explosive. I mean, he, he's, he's not – the fastest kid in the state, but I don't know anybody that accelerates better than he does and, and runs through tackles and, and makes cuts. I mean, he's he's a threat anywhere on the field. He's, he's a, a great kick returner. And then to go along with that, he's, you know, I don't know where he's at with the pancake battle with the offensive line, but he's put up <laughs> some big-time pancake numbers blocking downfield. I mean, he's had a highlight clip, highlight video of just devastating downfield blocks, and um, he's, he's so fun to coach. He's just a great kid, great student in the classroom, and uh, he, he's he's been. I, I I tell everybody, and I'll tell him too. He's, he's the best receiver I've ever coached. So that's that's certainly saying something. You, know. you guys have had your fair share of talent down there uh, at, at Lamar. You know the the other guy on the offense, the guy who's getting him the ball, is Jordan Reeves at at the quarterback spot. This is a guy who missed a lot of last year due to an injury, uh, but has come back and looked really good uh, to start the year. What have you seen from, from QB1 uh, so far this season? Yeah, Jordan, he's he's been involved in our offense in different ways the last uh, two or three years, um, catching and running. And, of course, he's been our backup quarterback before this year. And, and certainly come back from the injury last year, we weren't sure 
how he was going to respond and and he's really he just has the it factor i mean he's he 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 knows how to compete and play ball and um you know there's there's nothing too big for him in any kind of moment and he's very aggressive throwing rpos he's a great threat to scramble you know we certainly have our share of qb runs with him and so he's a threat all over the field but he's been distributing the ball very well making great decisions throws the long ball very well um and we've been doing a lot of you know quick passes outside and he's got great timing and accuracy on that so i think he's 71 percent so far in the year passing which is really high for us so he's doing it all and he's he's a a great kid great leader on our team and kids love playing with him Uh, michael Lindsay of houston lamar joining us here texas football today uh coach you guys are four and oh but it doesn't mean a whole lot if you guys don't go five and oh because this week district 18 6a play starts uh you guys are going to take on uh houston heights there at delmar stadium seven o'clock on friday um i know you're in the you guys are in the lab working on on the bulldogs uh this is a this is a a team that's probably better than their two and two record indicates when you take a look at what you guys are going to be up against on friday night what do you see yeah, the, the Heights is, is a very familiar team to us. Um, you know, it's, it's it's turned into a really good rivalry. Coach Dixon does a great job, and um, we, we certainly have a lot of respect for them and, and know they are a very good football team. They are very fast on defense and talented. Uh, linebackers, you really stand out on film. Um, they they really swarm the ball and they attack. They, they don't sit back with their with their defensive uh, schemes. They're very much uh, going to be aggressive on offense. They have playmakers. Um, they have a pretty good offensive line. Um, they they have one of the best centers uh, in the area, uh, Big Frank. And so they're going to be a challenge. Um, it's going to be a big rivalry game, and we're very excited about it. He's Michael Lindsay. He's the head coach of the 4-0 Houston Lamar Texans. Coach, we sure appreciate your time. Congratulations again on the great start, and best of luck Friday night against Heights. No problem. Thank you very much. There he goes. Michael Lindsay, head coach of the Houston Lamar Texans. Uh, they, just the, it's important to remember this, uh, he is the second coach uh, of the Houston Lamar Texans since 1984. That's crazy. Because Tom Nolan was there forever. Yeah. Uh, but he took over for Tom Nolan. And, he, I mean, they've, they've won in his five seasons coming into this year. They've won four state or four district championships. Um, and, and I believe they only have one district loss in that time mm-hmm. um, back in 2020. Uh, this is a, a team that, again, they because they are, in my estimation, the best team in District 18-6A, they have to schedule tough to get prepared because I think they're in a similar situation of like South Oak Cliff Mm -hmm. uh, and some of these like elite Dallas ISD programs, Fort Worth ISD programs where they have to schedule really tough to get challenged so that when the, because when district plays rolls around, they're going to be favored. Heights is probably their biggest test in district and, and coach Steven Dixon's ball club. He mentioned that I think they're the second best team in that district. And so, it will be really intriguing to see how much of how how much fire they come out with because I'll tell you though, this defense is nasty mm-hmm. and they're going to be a problem. So keep an eye on that. Always enjoy talking a little HISD football, uh, Coach Michael Lindsay there of Houston Lamar. We appreciate this time. We are at Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Coming up here in just a moment, the exclusive reveal of the Week 5, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, Texas High School Football State Rankings. But first, a word 
from our friends to wait no we got to find out who the mr texas football player of the week nominees are let's do it dave campbell's texas football in conjunction with the tax act texas bowl is proud to give the mr texas football player of the week award presented by kroger to the most deserving high schooler in the state of texas each week texasfootball.com announces 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance congratulations to this week's 10 nominees fans be sure to vote for the player you believe should be the mr texas football player of the week at texasfootball.com voting closes friday at noon with the winner announced shortly after on texasfootball.com thanks to kroger and the tax act texas bowl for their continued support of texas high school football and the mr texas football player of the week award all righty pickle one last thing to do today because it's rankings time. Rankings season. This is when we unveil the Week 5 Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Associated Press Texas High School Football State Rankings. Uh, we have had the most state's most respected Texas high school football rankings for years, and we have been the uh, official rankings provider of the Associated Press since 2019. This is the exclusive place where you can find the official Texas high school football state rankings rankings let's start with class 6a the largest classification in the lone star state which is where you will find a variety of changes most notably there at the bottom the top nine of the of the uh of the rankings are unchanged but then there's a little bit of movement specifically number 10 denton geyer drops out with their loss to prosper uh that moves everybody up including now top 10 north crowley how about that? Big game. Uh, they got a big win over Fort Worth. Pascal, uh, 4-0, uh, rolling. Uh, Umble Summer Creek up a spot. Cibolo Steel up a spot as well. Uh, a few other teams moving up, uh, but we do have a few other teams that dropped out. Number 18, Fort Bend Hightower drops out, as does number 20, Midland Legacy, with their lopsided losses. And moving up in the moving in back into the rankings, rather uh, the Rockwall Yellow Jackets back into the rankings. They're at number twenty-three. They've got a big win over South Grand Prairie. Prosper, after a one-year absence or one-week absence, rather in the rankings, are back into the rankings at number twenty-four. And Dripping Springs into the rankings at number twenty-five. They improved two and one with a win over Austin High. To five A we go, Pickle. Five A, Division One, boring. Every team either won or was idle. No changes, no notes, great work. Top three remains unchanged. Alito, Longview, and Mansfield, Timberview. Good job, guys. Keep behaving. 5A Division II is interesting because the top seven were all winners or idle. Uh, and so they remain exactly the same. Melissa, Fort Bend, Marshall, Frisco, Emerson, Montgomery, Lake Creek, and Midlothian Heritage are your top five. But then complete calamity at the bottom. Lo uh, number eight, Liberty Hill is out after their kind of shocking loss to Leander Rouse. Number nine, Wichita Falls Ryder is out with their kind of lopsided loss to Lubbock Cooper. And number 10, Gregory Portland is out with their loss, kind of lopsided loss, to Bernie. In their place, after a one-week absence, South Oak Cliff is back into the rankings after a throttling of Dallas Parish Episcopal. They're back in at number eight. Lovejoy rejoins the rankings with a really nice bounce back win over Terrell. And new to the rankings, for the first time, the 4-0 Belton Tigers are state ranked at number 10, joining the rankings after getting a nice win over San Angelo Central. Your 5A Division II rankings. To 4A we go. 
4A did a little bit of shuffling. An- Salina's win over Anna causes to make some moves. China Spring nudges back up to number two. Bernie, nice win over Gregory Portland. They are now up to number three. Salina up to number four, and right behind them is Anna. They're dropping from number two to number five. Kilgore up a spot to number six. Brown went up a spot to number seven. Lubbock Estacado unbeaten up a spot to number eight. Number seven, Kilgore is crashes out of the rankings, as does number 10, Kaufman. But in their place... How about the state-ranked Iowa Colony Pioneers? 4-0, big winners over West Columbia. State-ranked for the first time, I believe, in program history there at number 9. And Lavernia jumps into the rankings at 4-0 with a win over Geronimo Navarro. They join the rankings there at number 10. 4A Division 2 we go, where there's a little bit of movement, but specifically down at the bottom. The top 7 are all unchanged. Top 3 are Carthage, Silsby, and Pleasant Grove, all big winners. Uh, one thing about Quero, we are marking that as a win for Quero. Here's the issue there. Quero and Corpus Christi Cal Allen played to halftime before Storms interrupted it. Quero was up 22-14. to 14. There is a dispute between Quero and Cal Allen as to whether or not this game is a no contest or not. When there is a dispute, this is the official stance of Dave Campbell's Texas football, when coaches cannot agree, if the game reaches halftime, we go with the scoreboard. That's what we do here. Quero gets the win. They are now 4-0. If the game had not made halftime, it would be a no contest. That is our stance here uh, overall. So Quero gets the win over over uh, Cal Allen. They are number four. Wimberley rounds out the top five. Ham, uh, uh, number nine, Waco Conley crashes, or number seven, rather, Waco Conley crashes out of the ranking. Uh, Ham, uh, Hampshire Fanette nudges up a spot to number seven. Graham nudges up a spot to number eight with a win over Iowa Park. Gilmer nudges up a spot to number nine. And into the rankings for the first time this year, the Madison Madisonville Mustangs, a big winner over Caldwell, 63-0 to move to 4-0. To 3A we go. 3A Division 1, we did a little bit of shuffling because of Brock's loss to Gunner. As a result, they tumble from number 3 to number 10. We're still believers in Brock. Uh, think that they were, are one of the top 10 teams, but right now the resume isn't there. They will hang on to the spot in the rankings at number 10. As a result, everybody else nudges up a spot. Malakoff now up to number 3, Hitchcock up to number 4, Winsboro up to number 5, etc. Those are the only change there is Brock dropping uh, to number 10. 3A Division 2, there's your headline. A new number one in 3A Division 2. The Gunner Tigers are your new number one team in 3A Division 2 after a resounding 35-12 win over Gunner. Canadian hadn't done anything wrong. They're still 4-0, but the resume for Gunner is too overwhelming to ignore. They get the they get the uh, the number one spot. Uh, two teams crash out of the rankings. Number seven, Comanche, with their loss to Toller, crashes out. And number eight, Dangerfield, is out of the rankings. Troop and Poth nudge up to number seven and eight, respectively, as the spots open up. And new to the rankings, number nine, Bells. Big winners this week over Pilot Point. They are up to number nine into the rankings for the first time. Holiday rejoins the rankings with a 24-14 win over Childers. They are three and one. To 2A we go. 2A Division One. Got to do a little bit of surgery here. It's the same 10 teams, but we had to do some moving around. Toller's big win over Comanche vaults them back up to number three, which I think they were last week before Dallas. they lost to Dallas Christian. So, like, I don't know. It all kind of evens out. Cooper, big win over Collinsville. They nudge up two spots, as does Stratford, their win over Vega. Centerville loses to Mart. That drops them from number three to number six. Hawley also loses. They lose to Albany. They drop from number uh, number four to number seven. Beckville remains the same at number eight. But Sonora and Crawford swap spots. Crawford was idle, but Sonora, now at 4-0, their resume is awfully impressive. They jump up to number nine, leapfrogging Crawford. 
2A Division II now. There is a little bit of, there's only two real changes. Chilton and Collinsville swap places. They were number four and number six. Collinsville's number four, Chilton's number six. Chilton gets a nice win over Hearn. That vaults them over to number four. Collinsville loses to Cooper. That drops them from number four to number six. Wellington had a weird game with Spearman. Um, which didn't, in our opinion, vault, uh, warrant them moving up a spot. They remain the same at number five. Number 10, Bremont crashes out of the rankings and back into the rankings uh, since dropping out uh, is the is the Seymour Panthers. They get a big win over Quana to rejoin the rankings at number 10. To the six-man ranks we go. Knox City moves up to the number two spot, vaulting Abbott again, simply based on the strength of their resume. They have one of the most impressive resumes in the state right now. They beat Rankin 77 to 32. That vaults them over Abbott to join the number two spot in the rankings. Whiteface jumps three spots with their win over Anton 60 to nothing. They are now four and oh. Number 10, Spring Lake Earth crashes out. Uh, Rankin drops from number six to number 10 with their loss to Knox City. But new to the rankings at number nine, how about a Aquila, 4-0, winners over a previously unbeaten Sydney. They join the rankings at number 9. To the 1A Division 2 ranks we go. Top four are unchanged. Benjamin Oglesby, Jayton, and Cherokee, all winners. Klondike moves up a spot, as does Richland Springs. Newcastle's lost, uh, narrow loss to Jonesboro drops them from number five to number seven. And then we swap number nine and number 10. Amherst, with their win over Spring Lake Earth, nudges them ahead of uh, of number 10, or now number 10, Rochelle, who got a good win over, over Lomita and is unbeaten, but Amherst's resume is more impressive at the moment. That is your top 10 in 1A Division 2. To the private school ranks we go, we had to do a little bit of reshuffling. We had number one versus number two last week. Austin, or uh, rather, Houston St. Thomas got a 10-point win over Austin Regents. We dropped Austin Regents from number two to number five. Dallas Christian moves up a spot. Bel Air Episcopal, really impressive win over four with Nolan. We vault them two spots from number five to number three. Lubbock Christian stays the same at number four. In the private school six-man ranks, everyone behaved. Four uh, five teams, all winners. Pasadena First Baptist did win uh, but via forfeit over High Island, uh, but your top five unchanged. Pasadena First Baptist, Fort Worth Covenant Classical, Austin Hill Country, Covenant Cl- Con- Conroe Covenant, rather, and Bastrop Tribe Consolidated. There they are, your week five Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press, Texas High School Football Rankings. You can find all the rankings at texasfootball.com slash rankings. And as always, direct your comments to Ashley Pickle. Ashley underscore pickle 12 on Twitter. See, you can't do that if you're not going to get it right. I forget you have an underscore. I have to. Why? Because, well, I don't know. It made it different. I think Ashley pickle was already taken. Was Ashley pickle 12 taken? Yeah. Savages. Anyway, let's go over to Ashley pickle. Ashley underscore pickle 12 <laughs> for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Um, if you miss any of the uh, college football stuff, the ROF had a really good episode of uh, like a recap episode like with Carter ish, yeah, um, and Mallory yesterday. So check that out because it was a good listen. Yes, go listen to that. The big week in college football: um, Texas one, A and M one, Tech one, Baylor one, but did not look good. TCU beat Houston, Texas State. I think put up a program record number of points. Yeah, they crushed they Jackson crushed State. Crushed Jackson State. We mentioned Rice; they're looking pretty good. Um, SMU got a huge win over. They they played an FCS team and they rolled them. Um, UTEP lost to Arizona. That game that was the last game in in college football. 
Was, was it? Yeah. Uh, it kicked off like 9.30 Central. That does not surprise me. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, I think that's... I would need to look over that. I don't have it in front of me. But anyway, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to Houston Lamar head coach uh, Michael Lindsay for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please make your player of the year trophy. We will see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.